This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Monday. You guys, I'm out of sorts. I don't know if it's because it's been raining all day and I love the rain because I'm from Vancouver, but I am a little bit of a mess. So you're going to have to bear with me on this happy Monday. Uh, it's almost Halloween time. Are you guys all dressing up? What's what's the story? What are y'all doing? Are you guys getting all fancy? Are there going to be some sexy costumes happening? I don't know. Uh, but Halloween's like a week away, less than a week away. Um, we're going to do housekeeping first. I'm going to try to get my life together over here because I am a hot mess. Uh, wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. I see one thumbs up over there. Thank you, whoever did that. And uh, support the show. I continue to say that. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. You're watching on YouTube. We have Super Chat, Super Chat stickers available. And if it wasn't for... Our Patreon subscribers, none of these shows would happen. Although I will say this, you guys, we are going to be going through a little bit of a transition. There are going to be more Patreon shows. Um, yeah. So just Patreon subscribers, I appreciate you. Uh, Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Trina, Jennifer, Cherry, Lillian, Sydney, Nia, Raydella. Hey, Raydella, I see you in the live chat. Linda, who's been my day one. Who has my namesake? What up, Linda? Uh, Brianna, producer extraordinaire. Crystal, I don't see her. Her birthday's tomorrow. So happy pre birthday to Crystal. Amanda times two, because there's two of them. Can't wait to meet the new Amanda as well. And Amanda, OG Amanda, we are sending all the love and support to you uh, right now. Jalisa, Dr. Jalisa, is there a doctor in the house? Yes, there is. 
Uh, Angela, who see no Angela is better days. I see her in the live chat. What up? Uh, see Cruz, Megan, Marianne, Donna over at Anchor FM, Ebony, Elizabeth, Carly, Geek Girl, Betsy, Christina, Beth, Chandra, Judy, Cassandra, Devin, Janice, Vanessa. Did I call you out? If I didn't, hey girl, hey. Oh. Wait, Linda Bernard, are you Linda from Patreon? I'm just curious. Are you are you just from Facebook? Which is cool too, but you know what I'm saying. Um, guys, it's been a busy week. Red carpets are, are back, and uh, I've been running amok these past few days. I'm wearing my Ron's Gone Wrong toque that they gave to us on the red carpet. Well, Linda, welcome anyways. Um and I'm I'm acting like I'm not from Canada. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think it's like 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like 16 Celsius for my Canadian people. And I'm acting like it's like minus 30. Like, look, look at me. I'm acting a mess. But I am cold. But I refuse to put my heater on because it's not that time of year quite yet. I have to make it to, to Halloween. And then I'll put my heater on. Uh... <laughs> Hi, Trina. Hey, C. Cruz. There she is. Hey, girl. Hey. And there's Geek Girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah, right? Geek Girl says, hey, everyone. Cold, rainy Monday. Burr. It is absolutely burr. Let's talk about, and I think I saw Lydia. Hey, fam. Let's talk about Fish or Cut Bait, season three, episode nine of The Other Way. And uh, we're going to start off with Corey and Evelyn. And as you guys know, I always give my disclaimer because... Evelyn. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That is my disclaimer. So if my face looks all crunched up, you know why. So Corey's been living with Ro for like a week. Then he miraculously found his own place, which, you know, okay, Corey. So he found his own place. He's been living on his own close to Evelyn for the last couple of weeks. And he's invited Evelyn over for dinner and dinner just really means he's going to apologize. He's going to grovel. He's going to make some burgers. He's going to grovel some more. He's going to love ketchup and mustard for his burgers. He's going to grovel a little bit more. And he might like squinch up his face like he's going to cry because he's not giving up on the relationship. And that's exactly what went on. I mean, I don't even have to say anything else because that's exactly what went on. However, uh, Evelyn comes over and she's downstairs. She admits that she's missing him. Now, for a hot second there, I was actually feeling her because she was she was like a normal person. She was like, oh, you know, I kind of miss him. I've been with him so long because they, you guys, they've been married for longer than they're admitting. I don't know why that's been a lie to you. And, and when they got married and they lied about it, that whole thing was a mess. However, she misses him. He misses her. He's lonely, living in this apartment. Uh, he asked, you know, do you like the place? And she's looking around and then it switched back. So for like five seconds, I was feeling her because she was actually acting like just a regular person that misses her man. But she flipped the switch real quick. Five seconds later, she's like, looks around. She's like, well, why do you have two beds? How many girls are you intending to invite here? And of course, he apologizes again. He grovels again. Um, and you know, when she sees him, it's like she flips a, a switch in her mind. It's like she hates him. When she sees her his face, I almost feel like 
it like triggers something in her and then she like spews hate and like she always absolutely wants the viewers and the 90 day fandom to be on her side and that she's misunderstood and that she's not a mean girl, all that stuff. But she always portrays mean girl. It's like, she can't help herself. And I don't know if it's because she sees Corey's face and it makes her mad. I don't know, but it's exhausting. Like I can't feel for you because you're like, you're like a mean girl and you're constantly mean. Corey says he's doing, he's willing to do whatever it takes to win her back. What does that mean, Corey? Because you've kind of been doing whatever it takes since day one. 40,000 US, a home, a bar, a bar that gets torn down in the new bar, all the things like a car. And for that five seconds that I was feeling for Evelyn, I was like, oh, she's missing his money. And why I say that is because I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when she talked about couples counseling, she's like, yeah, I'll book it, but you're paying for it. Yeah. So to me, that sounds like you're missing his money. You're missing the perks of this relationship. So three weeks out, the paycheck's gone. It's probably hitting your personal wallet a little bit. So you're like, yeah, let me go over for dinner. And yeah, I'm going to try this work this out because I, I need to get paid. <sighs> yeah, okay. So Corey's willing to do whatever it takes. Emily wants to go to therapy with him so that they can work through this and help him with his lying. Now, she she has a point. Corey does lie to her, right? And he lies to her because in his words, he doesn't he knows how she acts. And he doesn't want to have to deal with it. So he tells lies. Now, they're both in the wrong for that, right? If you're in a relationship and you can't, you feel like you can't communicate with your partner, then there's a problem. So she's going to schedule therapy. He's going to pay for it. And we jump to Maria, the therapist. Corey says he wants the relationship to work. Of course he wants it to work. He, we, we all know that. We've seen you begging on social media We've seen you begging everywhere, right? Talking shit. All the things. I was about to say something, but I caught myself. I'm I'm very like, I'm being very much like an adult. Hey, Faith. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm being like an adult right now. So um, he wants the relationship to work. And Evelyn's like, you know he's all words, no actions. I'm tired of his words. I'm tired of his lying words and admits readily. So that during a break, break means break y'all break means break. Um, he was hanging out with some whore. Now here's my problem. Hey, Patty. Hey girl. Hey, I'm going to pause and say something real quick. This is totally off topic, but I will get back to that. Patty. I saw a message that you sent and it really just warmed my heart. And I want to say this to everyone because sometimes you never know what people are going through in their day-to-day life and kindness goes a long way. And Patty sent a message on YouTube that in the moment, oh, and it's going to make me cry. In the moment, I was going through a lot of things and she sent this beautiful message because we are really like community here at the Melanated Way and we have little parties and all the stuff. And the timing of that message, Patty, 
was so, I was so grateful. That's what I want to say. I was so grateful because these shows take a lot of work. Uh, they take a lot of time and I try to balance that out with all the other things that I'm trying to to do and the brand that I'm trying to make. And so when people appreciate that and just send a kind word, it really means a lot. So let's just spread more love. And Patty, I really do appreciate you. I really do. And on that note, <clears throat> everyone's asking where I got my hat. So I, you guys know I do uh, celebrity interviews. So it was it's red carpet season. So there's a ton of red carpets. Uh, I covered the Ron's Gone Wrong uh, red carpet. I think it was on Thursday. Every day is, in, I don't know. I think it was on Thursday. And uh, they were giving out all this stuff. And I want to show you guys something. I should show you too because it's friggin' fantastic. Hold on. Hold the line. Okay, I'm back. So they gave us these beanies, but they also gave us the Ron's Gone Wrong little toy. And the toy talks. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it work, but. And it does this thing that we're. See, it like records your voice. It's very fancy. I love it. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, I did, that's where I got it. I got it on the red carpet uh, on Thursday and it's very, it's fun. So we're like matching with our, our little toques or Americans say beanies, I think. So listen, this is going to be like my secret recording thing. Like when, oh, you know what, Juliet, I know you love plushies. Hit me up. I'll send this to you because you'll probably love this more than me. Anyways, Juliet, DM me. We'll talk. Oh my God, it's so crazy. Okay, let me not get sidetracked. Okay, so <clears throat> that's where I got the, the beanie from and I'm back. So Corey and Evelyn are talking to Maria about working their relationship out. And I was telling you that they were on a break and I'm still a firm believer. If you're on break, you're on break. I don't think that he, like, okay, so it's hard because he was married and he's still married. But she said that, they could see other people. And that's exactly what he did. He went and saw other people. So I don't think he was cheating on her because he was given the go ahead. Like you see other people, I'll see other people and, and we're on break. And he actually thought things were over with them. So when Evelyn says during the break, he was hanging with some whore. I was like, I'm so tired of her. This is what I keep telling you guys. She's absolutely not a supporter of women. She's not. She's like a mean girl. And I want to say she's a B because she's she's she only says bad things about women all the time. Like why is Jenny a whore on social media she calls her a thing. So now she's a thing and she's a whore when this girl didn't even know that Corey wasn't single because Corey approached her as if he was single. So why is she the one in the wrong? And let's not forget that there are allegations that she has cheated on Corey plenty of times. So why is the girl the whore? I don't understand it. 
So you want to call her a whore and a thing, and you want to say that um, you have no trust for Corey, and she doesn't want to be in a relationship this way, then don't be in a relationship. Leave him. Why are you saying let's go to therapy if you want to say all of these mean things and you can't trust him? And and she says, you guys, that she is not a person that forgives. She never forgives anybody. Do her wrong. She can't forget about it. And she cuts ties. If that is the case, then go ahead and cut the ties. Put us all out of our misery and keep it pushing. I won't miss you because... I'm asking you and I'm asking all of you guys in the live chat, name one season and one scene where you've seen that they've been happy. Where they were lovey-dovey, where she said something nice to Corey, where they were hugging or kissing. Name one scene because I can't remember even one. Not one scene. Can you imagine? We've seen them for like, what, four years? Over the years? And I, I can't remember in the top of my head one scene where they were lovey-dovey and she's been nice to him. So if you can't forgive, if you can't forget, and you want to cut ties that anyone does you wrong, then go ahead and cut ties with Corey. Because you're already saying right now in that sentence that you're never going to forgive him. Unless you're trying to work through your own issues. But that would mean the narcissist in you would have to admit that you do wrong too. And I can't picture you doing that at all. So. She says. <laughs> that Corey has infidelity issues. And my note says. Was he though? Was he being. A cheater. When you already gave him permission to see other people. Cause I don't know if that means infidelity. just because you're married, you're the one that said you guys were on break. You're the one that said that you can see other people. So does that make him a cheater? If he does what you say, like you guys agreed to do. It's very confusing. <clears throat> Maria, the therapist says that, uh, Evelyn has anger and resentment issues and asks her, why can't she let it go? She can't let it go because she's a mean girl and she likes being mean. And she's a narcissist and she loves when Corey is groveling and said herself that she wants to see him suffer. Those are her own words. Go back to two episodes and you can hear it for yourself if you don't believe me. So she's about that life. Okay. She feels disrespected. She doesn't like feeling stupid. She feels like he lied. She talks about this car accident she got into, which, you know, is terrible because a drunk driver hit her. Um, but she reached out to Corey during their break. And said that he would rather stay with that whore than help her. So now, because you got in an accident, it's Corey's fault? I, 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 look, I don't get it. Like, here's my thing, you guys. At what point does she own up to her responsibilities and her actions in this relationship? If you're so unhappy and he's such a terrible person and you don't forgive and you don't forget, then let's just call it a day. End it already. End it. You can get divorced. You can get separated. 
Corey can go back to America or wherever he wants to go, Peru, whatever, move with Jenny, whatever. But why is Jenny's a whore? Jenny's a thing. Corey's a liar. He's a cheater. All the things. But what about you, Evelyn? What do you do? What's your role in this relationship? Because the 90 Day Fiance fandom will say that you're a mean girl, that you're a bully, that you're a bitch, that you complain all the time, that you're a user, and the list goes on. But I need to know, like, what part are you owning up to? Because you're not perfect, even if you do think that you are. And I don't know. I just think, like, you can blame everything, everyone else for your shitty relationship, in your words. But it seems to me... Exactly, Geek Girl says, but the money, though. But the money, though. That's it. So what does that make you? I'm just curious. It's very, it's very, it's very curious. I know this. Corey's not going anywhere. Corey's never leaving Evelyn. For some reason, he loves the dynamics of the relationship. And I think that she loves the dynamics of the relationship because she gets to feed her narcissist personality and feel better than and and above Corey all the time. Plus she gets his money. So I guess it's a win-win for her. Alina and Steven. Woo! Steven is such a little weird individual, you guys. Alina's decided that she's giving Steven another chance. Uh, her mom, Anna, is leaving back to Russia and Alina's not going with her. I was like, girl, run, run, jump on that plane, jump on the plane and be with your mama and end this immediately, if not sooner, but she's going to give him a second chance. He's packing snacks for the airport ride. Um, and wants Anna to know that Alina means the world to him. He's doing this weird cookie thing in the car that made me feel uncomfortable, even though I was sitting in the luxury of my own apartment on my own couch. I was like, what's he doing? First of all, we're in a pandemic. No one's going to stick their fingers in your little cookie thing. The driver said no. The mom said no. And he's, I don't know, you guys. Why is he so weird? He's, like, doing this weird thing with the cookies. Like, he's eating, but he's talking, but he's, like, positive. It was so... It was so weird. Anna says that Stephen behaves like a child. Um, and she doesn't think it's going to work out between Alina and Stephen. Stephen asks her forgiveness. And Anna's like... Listen, I'm tired of your words. I need to see the actions. Like, your words, okay, you can ask for forgiveness. But at the end of the day, like, I need to see some actions behind these words. So she goes, they have, like, this sad goodbye. The mom really was like, you should come with me. Just come just come home. Just come home. Because this dude is, like, he's, he's giving me serious killer vibes. She didn't say that, but I'm saying that. But I know that that's what she was thinking. Um, but you know, Alina wants to give him another chance because she really does love him. So on the drive back, she's crying because she's sad because maybe she's made a mistake and maybe she should have gone home with her mom. Yes, Alina, you should have gone home with your mother. Yep. Yep. Because what happens next is all nonsense. All nonsense. 
And then I'm thinking, am I getting old? Because she's like 20 and he's what, 23 or 24. And so like, this is like young 20 year olds issues. I really feel, but maybe not. Cause Steven, listen, you guys, here's the thing. Steven, these words are going to sound harsh. And okay, 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 okay. Steven, I need my I need my Patreon family to, to back me up. I feel like Steven is a little bit like a sexual deviant. Okay. He's on the precipice of this or that. Now, I don't know if it's because he's young and he's had like repressed sexual feelings or if he's just like a crazy person but knowing what I know and my Patreon subscribers can back me up knowing what I know I know that this dude is doing the most and what I don't appreciate about TLC right now is the fact that they're not giving you guys the backstory and the backstory is huge and it will make you understand why Alina because Alina sounds crazy a little bit because she's like insisting that Steven delete your social media, delete your social media, delete your social media, but they're not giving you the backstory of why she wants him to do that. And the backstory you guys is pretty huge. It's pretty huge. You know, when he said he had like, I don't know, like a hundred girls and he had like sex with like five or 12 or 10 or whatever, whatever of the, Keep that in your mind and then think about a horn dog who's 20 something on social media. Okay. And not only on social media, but like we've all been on Snapchat. We all know what a lot of people use Snapchat for. Think of him on Snapchat with like hundreds of girls. And if you can put all of that in a perspective and then apply it to this episode, it will make more sense. It will make more sense why she's insisting he deletes his social media because his social media makes him, I don't know if it makes him, but it encourages his crazy behavior. And y'all, his behavior is wild. It's pretty wild. Uh, What's happening, Geek Girl? Geek Girl, yeah. Go back to our news and gossip. Uh, a couple of episodes and also geek girl i don't know if you're in our group chat hit up hit someone up from from patreon it's usually crystal i think that radella may know too or even vanessa vanessa radella crystal uh hit up our group chat and uh get up in that little group chat of ours and you'll be on top of things as well Okay, so she doesn't know. Alina doesn't know if she has, hey, Dasha, made a mistake. I think she absolutely has made a mistake. I think that Steven is a little bit creepy for my own liking. I watch all the true crimes, and I just feel like he's a true crime episode in the making. But he wants to make everything fresh and new. He wants to start again. He wants to put out all the the bad energy and put in all the new energy and he's going to take her to a Turkish bathhouse where they can have a spa day and they can sweat out all that bad energy. 
Okay, Steven. They get there. He calls it Batman's lair, which I had no idea what the hell he meant, but it made sense to him. Just like that whole, um, what was it? Like the the vegetable or fruit and then dessert. I don't know. His analogies don't make sense to me, but whatever. So they're sitting there. Alina doesn't know if Steven's worth another chance. She's like, uh, I don't know. Steven wants to start fresh. He knows that he needs to do better. Uh, but he feels like Alina's stonewalling him and not forgiving him. Well, yeah, she's stonewalling you because she just found out that you're that you are telling her she can't drink coffee, she can't drink wine, all the things. She's got to do all the things that are in accordance to your religion, but then you're not upholding your part of that same religion. And so she thinks you're a hypocrite. So yeah, she is a bit stonewalling. And then when she's asking you to do something, you come up with all the excuses. And even down to the part where you're sleeping with a bunch of different girls behind her back, and then you say, oh, well, if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't have the experience. And then I wouldn't know like why I'm doing it. Excuses, excuses, excuses. So... She says to him, you talk a lot. I want to see more action. And then asks, did you delete your social media accounts? And you guys, again, this is very important to her. And it is very important. And you know what's interesting is that obviously, so here's my thing, you guys. Um, And Patreons specifically, clearly he's not deleted social media because he's all over Instagram. I don't follow him on anywhere else, but he's on Instagram. So he didn't delete his social medias. So what does that mean? Do you guys think that that means that, that they're not together? And I know we had news and gossip last week and I already told you, but I'm curious what you think right now. Dasha says, Steven is such a gaslighter. I'm going to get to that Dasha because those are facts. So is Steven worth another chance? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he is. But he feels like Alina's stonewalling him and she wants to know if he's deleted his social medias. It's been a week and he hasn't done it yet. And he thought that by him just saying, yeah, I'll delete it, that would be okay. If that's not a red flag for you, I don't know what is. Okay? I don't know what is. He's like, I I thought if I just said, yeah, I'll delete them, that that would be okay for her. What? What, you little sexual deviant? What? What are you saying? Rude. Just rude. So then he has the first excuse. And the first excuse is that his phone plan, you know how Kevin Hart says the way my bank account works? It's that same thing. Where my, how my phone plan works is I don't have international data. I don't have international messaging. I don't have, okay, so... Here's the thing, Stephen. This is 2021. There are a ton of free apps. Like you can do WhatsApp for free. Okay. Not having to be on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, where you really get down. Okay. And that way you can still be in contact for free without wrecking your non-existent data plan. But like it's 2021. You're like in your 20s. What the fuck? What kind of data plan do you have that you can't call international? WhatsApp. And I know there's like a ton of others, but I mean, everyone uses WhatsApp. It's Facebook. Free. So you saying that 
the way my phone plan is set up. Stop it. Stop it. So he hasn't deleted his social media account. His first excuse was he wants to talk to his friends and family first. And Alina is basically like, Stephen, I need you to just delete your accounts because you communicate with other girls through it. And I'm not okay with that. And if you don't delete your accounts, I'm not sure if I can stay here. And I'm not sure if I can trust you. Now, here's the whole thing about this whole scene, you guys. I don't know if it was just me. But I compared it to Darcy and Stacy. If you guys watched Darcy and Stacy, their Turkish bath scene where they were singing and they loved the acoustics, that whole thing. And then this where they were whispering. Now, whispering is cool for like a little bit, right? But when you have a whole 10 minute scene where it's whispering, it's weird. It was like creeping me out. Like, why are we still whispering? There's clearly no one in the room listening to you guys. So even if there was the acoustics and your voice could be heard, no one's really listening to you. Why are we still whispering? It was weird. It kept bringing up my thoughts of that whole serial killer vibe, right? Isn't it weird that I'm whispering to you guys right now? I can continue to whisper for like the next 10 minutes so that you guys can see how weird and creeped out I felt because it's a little bit weird. Have you deleted your social media? No, I want to talk to my family first. Have you deleted your social media? No, because my phone's not set up that way. Have you deleted your social media? Well, no, because I didn't really mean it. How did you delete your social media? Well, no, because I didn't think that you were going to ask me. Have I deleted? Have you deleted your social media? Well, no, because I didn't mean it. Have you deleted your social media? Well, no, because I was just gaslighting you. See how annoying that shit is? And it's friggin' creepy. I'm just saying, I watched 10 minutes. I was like, why are they still whispering? It's, it's freaking me out. Anyhow, she says, I need you to delete your social media because I need you to prove that you love me. He says, okay, I will. And I'll do it. But do you feel like you still want to marry me? And she's like, I don't know. It depends on your actions. And your actions are absolute. I know Dasha, C. Cruz, I'm running amok here, but it's Monday. So, you know, I'm running amok. So... She wants to see actions, not just his words. He wants a fresh start. Um, And so they go for this weird walk. And they're going down these stairs. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but she was acting like she was like 50. She couldn't get down the stairs. She had like these like platforms on, but they weren't like heels. They were like block platforms. And he was like trying to help her down the stairs, but she was like going down. It was weird to me. I was like, all of a sudden... You can't walk? What's happening right now? Oh, the stairs are slippery. I don't know. Is this is a I get distracted by weird shit. And first you're whispering, and now this 20-year-old can't walk down some stairs when 20 year when you were 20, at least when I was 20, you're like, oh, I could do the world, could jump off this cliff, and nothing's gonna hurt. It was just weird. It was a weird to me. So they go on this walk, they're gonna find somewhere to sit so they can talk more about their relationship because the whispering at at the Turkish spa was not enough. And so 
Yeah, Dasha says they mentioned that the stairs were really slippery. Yeah, but Stephen didn't seem like they were slippery. Stephen was bouncing down the stairs like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And at first he was holding her hand and then he just left her in the dust. And she was like holding on for dear. It was weird. I don't know what was going on, but it distracted me. So they find a place to sit. And meanwhile, Masha, the friend, has been messaging. Well, there's been a couple of messages between her and Steven. And he's basically asked her to visit him in America. And then he texts her a flirty message per Alina. Um, He's like, I'm in Turkey now. So grab your bathing suit. And he did like the winky emoji. You're in Turkey with your soon-to-be fiancé messaging another girl that you don't know is your soon-to-be fiancé's best friend. And you're telling her that you're in Turkey, but you're not saying you're in Turkey with your soon-to-be fiancé. So just grab your bathing suit and come and do what? Come and do what? No. No. If it was me, okay, I'm going to tell you guys a story, a true story that happened years ago. So if it was me and I was setting a trap like that, the trap would have to go all the way through with it. And then we'd have to drop the dude. And so I'm not understanding why Alina is like, First of all, she's beautiful and she seems so sweet. She can get really any dude. She's 20. She's got her whole life ahead of her. So this whole thing, outrageous. Here's why it's outrageous. I'm being side, I'm sidetracking for a bit because I'm going to tell you a story. So when I was in university, I'm trying to think if I should have real names and not real names. Okay, so when I was in university and, you know, Young, like these two fools, running amok, dating, whatever, whatever. I met this dude. And he seemed super nice. He went to the same university as me. And the university I I went to um, was on a like a mountain. And we were all poor, not poor, but like, yeah, poor students. Like we didn't, we didn't have money. We we're going to school, got student loans and all the things. So Parking was outrageous and you had to be like a senior to get parking on the mountain. So most of us parked at the bottom of the hill and then we'd hitchhike up the hill with other students. That's how life was. Now, and it wasn't like 100 years ago. I'm not old, y'all. I'm just saying like Canada is totally different. So um, this person was in one of my classes, one of my criminology classes. I'm trying to not, I tell stories so long. I'm trying to get to the point. So we knew each other from class and um, I, how can I explain it? So I was like tutoring some of the football guys, not saying that they're not smart, but they needed some tutoring. So I was doing that after class for extra money. And he was one of the people that I was tutoring and I was going down the hill, hitching down the hill to get to my car. And he was waiting with me. And so then he's like, Oh, let's go to a movie one day. Like you seem super cool. And I'm like, cool, let's, let's go to a movie. So we, Back and forth, we're texting. Um, hey, Lynn. Hey, girl. Hey, glad you made it to the live. So 
we're texting back and forth. We set up this, this movie date. But meanwhile, I have this best friend. And my best friend is like, oh, my God, I just met this guy. And he seems like super nice, blah, blah, blah. What's his name? She tells me his name. I was like, oh, my God, I met this dude that, like, goes to school with me, and that's his name, too. Weird. And she's like, well, this guy looks like this. He's this tall. He lives over here, and he's sitting in blah, blah, blah at SFU. I was like, oh, that sounds like the same guy that I met. Is his phone number this? She's like, yeah. Then I was like, does he look like this? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, same dude. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened. This fool made dates on the same day with both of us, not knowing that we were friends. So we were like, let's do this. He wants to go to a movie with me, early movie. And then he was going to go to dinner with her after. I said, show up, show up at this time at Metrotown so that we can go to this movie together and you pop in and we'll just call him out. And that's exactly what happened. And it was a hot freaking mess. And he was dropped and he was caught. And I'm all about that because what you're not about to do is run amok, period. So I say all that to say that this whole Masha and Alina set up thing with Steven, I, I think she handled it poorly because she asked him, she's like, have you been texting with, any other girls. She didn't give him the opportunity to answer. You need him to answer so you know if he's going to lie or not. Then she broke it down anymore. She's like, have you been texting with any girls in Russia? Again, didn't give him opportunity to answer. She answered for him and said, hey, well, the girl that you're talking to, that's my friend Masha, and I set you up to see if you were going to cheat on me and to see if I could trust you. I was like, oh, see, first of all, Alina, you need to, I know you're excited to catch him in his lies, but you need to actually let him dig his own grave. But because you're giving him all the answers, what does he do? He's like, oh, what? I can't believe that you set me up. You set me up. And now he's the victim when he knows good and well what he was doing running amok. And you know good and well that he runs amok online all the time, talks to all the women, sends all the dick pictures all the days long. And you already know that, but you need to let him act a fool in front of you so that you can be like, well, that's not true. Do you see what I'm saying? I just feel like she handled it wrong. (sighs) So. Alina says, I can't imagine how many girls he talks to this way. And then my note said, I can. The answer is a lot. He does this a lot, you guys. A lot. A lot. So much so that he had to change his um, Snapchat Snapchat name. Because as soon as he got on the show, all the shit that he was doing on Snapchat, everyone was like, oh my God, do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? So he had to change his name real quick and then go low key. But is he still running amok? Absolutely. So Alina's disappointed because he promised that uh, he would change, but he still has a social media account. Then he says another excuse that he needs some time to delete them. Um, And then he wants to flip it on her and say that he feels like she's insecure. And the reason that he, she wants him to delete his social media is because 
she's insecure about the relationship and it's not because she wants the relationship to be in a better place. No, Steven, see how you're twisting words. She's only insecure because she knows who you are. And she knows from all the women that have sent her all the shit that you send online, she knows exactly who you are. And that's why she wants you to delete your social media because she knows that you run amok on social media. So it's not because she's insecure. She knows that you're a sexual deviant and she wants it to stop. So excuse number one is that you need to be in contact with your friends and family because you don't have a proper phone plan. Excuse number two is that uh, you didn't want, you didn't really want to delete it. You were just saying it to pacify her, but you didn't really think that she meant it. Excuse number three is that um, you need more time. Excuse number four is that you think that she's insecure and she's not coming from a good place. Okay. Now, I don't know about y'all, but this fool is big on gaslighting and big on love bombing. He will love bomb her to death. And she even said it. He gaslights and love bombs her to distract her from all the nonsense that he's doing on social media. And if he says, I love you, I love you, I want to be with you, and you're you're it, you're my everything, and I can't believe anything, my life is about you, and I want to spend the life with you, and I want to marry you, and you, and you, and you, and you, that she would forget that, meanwhile, dick pics are flying all over the place, invites to come visit me are all over the place, and... There was this thing, and I can't remember what it's, oh my God, I have to tell you guys this because it's apparently a whole thing. So there's a whole thing in some religious communities, and it's called, because I was shocked, and if you guys want to look it up for yourself, I believe it's on BuzzFeed, it's called... It's called. Oh, I talk a lot. Oh, I can't find it. It's called something like oh, soaking. Thank you, Dasha. It's called soaking. So there's this whole thing. I didn't know what the hell it was. Then I read the article and I was shook. So there's a whole thing called soaking and the graphics on, on Buzzfeed were ridiculous, cracked me all the way up. Now, apparently in some religious communities, because, and Stevens is part of that whole thing where, you know, they believe in, in chastity before marriage. However, some of these people are getting around that by this soaking thing. Now, what is soaking, you're asking me? Have you never heard of it? Because I never heard of it. Okay, we're going to be real here because we're all adults. I'm only laughing because I had never heard about it. And I'm a grown-ass woman. I had never heard this before. So I learned something new and I'm laughing about it because it's so ridiculous. So apparently... Soaking is when, um, I'm just going to be real with you, when you put it in and you just let it be in and there's no movement. 
that's soaking. And apparently it's not considered sex because there's no movement. Megan said, are you from Vancouver? Megan, yes, I am from Vancouver. Holla. So that's a thing, y'all. It's a thing. And people are considered virgins even if they're soaking. Can you believe that? Now, I want to say something that's super crass. And I can't say it because this is on the internet forever. And I don't want my mama to come and kill me. But I'm just saying, like, that sounds so stupid to me. And like, like. Okay, I can't help myself. I'm sure that some of y'all, not me, because I'm perfect. I'm a perfect African child. However, I know that there have been some of us, not me, who have have had relations with people who suck so badly that you thought that they were soaking, but they weren't soaking. That was their best look. Okay. All right. Let me get back to business here. So, Stephen is a gaslighter, soak bombing, social media deviant that just does the most all the time. And you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know what Thank to. Thank you guys for oh. recording the Cash App Venmo. Oh. Doing a little, I got a little excited there, you guys. But I'm back. No. Oh, and this is back. Stop it. All right, I'm back. Hopefully that stops. All right, so she's mad. He's still communicating with other girls, and specifically he's communicating with her bestie. And so she's like, I need you to delete your social media. I know everything that you've done. I know everything I tested you. And what you're not about to do is going to, you're not about to cheat on me. So he's like, I can't believe you tried to set me up. And she's like, well, you lied again. I know everything. So go ahead and delete that social media right now. He's like, right now. Yes. Right now. Uh, Excuse number 500. He's like, oh, well, we're in the park and uh, my social media has all my my graduation pictures and all my pictures that I don't have on my. Okay, Steven. Um, how old are you? Because I know that you're super young. So you're in the generation that your phone has all your pictures. So how did those pictures actually get on social media if you didn't have a copy of them? So don't act brand new and act like that you uploaded the photo and then all of a sudden you deleted it from your phone because your generation doesn't delete shit. So stop playing right now. However, his excuse was that his social media is the only place that he has the photos So he can't delete them right now because not only is it the only place, but they're in a park and they would have to use the park Wi-Fi and that's going to take some time. So he'd rather go home and do it from home where he has proper Wi-Fi. It is going to take a lot of time though, but then he'll delete it. And you know what she said? Okay, let's go home then right now. Let's go home right 
Now, no more excuses. And then this is the part that I just, I just cringed. They're walking. She's had enough of him. So she's walking ahead of him. And he's like, come on, baby, baby. Are you serious, baby? Baby, baby, baby. I was like, first of all, shut up. Second of all, she said, you're talking too much. And facts, you are talking too much of nonsense. You are not going to love bomb me to death to distract me from the fact that you're making all these excuses so that you don't have to delete your social media so that you don't have to stop your deviant sexual ways. All right, moving on. I've spent way too much time on them, but I just learned so much about soaking. Okay, uh, Ariel and Binyam. I want to say this. I really do like Ariella. I do like this couple. I just don't like how she's being right now. And I personally feel, and some of you have come for me and like, you're entitled to your opinion and I'm entitled to my opinion. Okay. And my opinion is, yeah, I feel like she's a little bit entitled. I feel like she is, um, privileged without acknowledging that privilege. I think that as an immigrant who has lived in America and knows that the 1% lives completely different than the rest of America, especially since the pandemic. And if you drive down any street, you will see that there are way more homeless people and there were way more people suffering. And there are way more people that are, that don't have the means for anyone to act like, oh, because he's from Ethiopia, that he is living in a poor nation. You know how many people in America live poorly? You know how many people live like with tons of people because they can't afford rent? Do you know how many people are out of work right now? Do you know how many people that get their food from um, food banks? I could go on, but I won't. But if you guys want to come for me, I mean, I can show you the stats. Or you could just drive down your streets and see how many people are suffering right now. So when I say that she acts privileged and entitled, I mean it because I don't think that she really knows what suffering is because her mom's a nurse and her dad's a doctor. And I'm not sure like what her job is besides being on TV. And so for her to have all these demands of Binyam and for y'all to come for, for me and say that Ethiopia is this and that, well, no, there are rich places in every country and there are rich people in every country, but... I personally think that the way they portray other countries on this show, they do it specifically to make it seem like America's the place to be and everywhere else, like some other people in the media have said, are dumpster fires. And that is not true. And that is like a one-sided bullshit, not true statement. That's all. So when her sister talking about how, how she's had her fun and, she needs to grow up and now come to America. And America has the best education. That's bullshit. It, it's, it's true for the small percentage of people, but it's not true for everyone. That being said, Ariel is back in the U.S. Uh, and, um, you know, U.S. flag hanging 
proudly behind her in her house, which is, you know, her absolute choice to do. She feels like it's good to be home, but it's been hard on her relationship. Um, she's mad at Benny that he's been going out with his friends all the time and not at her beck and call. Every time she calls, he should be available. Sounds a little Angela to me, but what do I know? Um, you know, there is a time difference. So there's that part. Uh, Binyam is a grown ass man. So there's that part. You chose to go to America for this surgery without consulting your husband. So there's that part. You know that Benny has abandonment issues. So there's that part. And I could go on, but he must be available anytime you call because you're calling. Um, <clears throat> so they had this big fight. She wanted to know what he did today. And uh, he was out and she didn't like his answer. And then she says, proceeds to say to him, all the things that I've done for you. I had my baby there. I've been away from my family. I'm forgetting anything you've done for me nice. So if you can name one thing, that would make me feel better. Now, if that is not the most manipulating, gaslighting statement that I've heard in a long time, you want to... Okay, let me not even go there. You're trying to tell us that the nice thing you did for Benny, it was that you had your baby in the country that he's from and that you left your family. You've been away from your family. That was a nice thing for him. Now, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when we met them, she was gallivanting, globetrotting around the world. And so it was her choice to be traveling in Ethiopia at that moment. And, and... Let's not act brand new, Ari. That's not the first time that you were in Ethiopia. You've been to Ethiopia being the video vixen in all the Ethiopian dancer rapper videos. So let's not act like you don't have a thing and you don't do a thing, okay? There's that part. And let's not act like you just met this fool and decided to have unprotected sex with him and then get pregnant. So let's not forget that part. So for you to say the nice thing you did was to have your ba your baby there for Binyam kind of blows my mind. Okay? Kind of blows my mind. But you want to say that last episode when he hid your passport that he was being aggressive. Well, Ariella... I feel like this episode, you're being a little aggressive. You're you you're being a little um, how can I say this without saying it super crazy? You're being a little priv, okay? And your little priv is bothering. It's bothersome. It's bothersome, and it's a bit scary for you to say that you were doing him a favor by having your baby in his country when it took the two of you to tango and you decided to have that baby because you were gallivanting in Ethiopia. Anyways, <clears throat> 
she's really pissed. She doesn't like it when he turns off his phone. Um, she said that, you know, you promised you would never turn off your phone, that you should pick up the phone anytime I call. It could be an emergency. That Ari, when, and I get this part, that her and Avi should be his number one priority. Anytime she's calling, that, that it's important that he picks up. The thing is, you guys, people know their partners and he knows that she's calling for some bullshit. She's calling because he's at the club or he's with his friends or he's not home and she doesn't like it. So he should stay home and be lonely and upset, worried that you're not going to come back to America rather than going to the gym and going out and doing all the things that he would not do anymore because now he's a family man. It's like having your man cave. He's allowed to be a grown-ass man and go out and occupy his time. We all do it. If we're alone, we're going to do things to occupy our times until we're not alone. I don't see what the big deal is, but she doesn't like it. She feels like he should stay home and pick up the phone anytime she calls. And to me, y'all, that is 100% Angela behavior towards Michael and that is a scary place to be because we all know that Angela is a verbal abuser okay her I'm an American nonsense speaking down to someone who's a grown ass person living in a beautiful country but because you think that you're better than you run the shots it's giving me that vibe and I don't like it So I hope that she's not Angela in training with her privilege. Um, so she's like, I'm mad because you go to the club every weekend. And he's like, well, you know, you know, I don't want to be alone. And I don't like the fact that you're acting like you're the boss. You know, you're basically like, do what I say. And what I say is stay home. Don't hang out with your friends. Don't go out. Don't go to the gym and be available and accessible to me 24-7. Binyam doesn't like it. So she's like, well, I'm hurt by his behavior. And I was like, wait, what? You're hurt by what? What? What behavior? Because he doesn't want to hear you bitching at him. So he turned off his phone for three hours so that he could just get his workout in and maybe hang out with his friend. But you're hurt by his behavior. Well, maybe he's hurt by your behavior where you decided to make a unilateral decision on the child that you two share and run back to America to do what you wanted and bought the ticket without his knowledge. So maybe he's hurt by your behavior too. I don't know. Um, So because Benny's been turning off his phone, she thinks now that he's hiding something from her. Um, and you know, they already have trust issues. She already thinks that he's cheated before in the past with his ex-girlfriend. So now she's like putting her insecurities on him, which, you know, I don't know what you guys think. Some people say, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater, but then I don't know. Like, I don't know. Was Benny, Benny really cheating at that point? Because wasn't he on break with that girl? I don't know, but she doesn't like it. On the flip side, um, Benny's super sad. He doesn't know when his family's going to return. So he feels like he's just been keeping busy by going to the gym, hanging out with his friend. He knows that Ari doesn't like the fact that he hangs up with his friend and goes out. And so that's why they've been fighting. 
luckily there's been this mezcal ethiopian celebration where it's the day jesus christ was crucified um and then discovered so they pray they recreate how it was found they have a campfire and celebration and they go home and have a celebration at home so uh he was having that celebration with friends just like he did for new year's Ari's not happy about it and he thinks that it's because she's jealous and it's either a jealousy issue or a trust issue or a combination of the two of them uh his friends aren't really fans of Ari they think that there are 10 the 10 commandments the constitution and Ari's rules and Ari is a difficult personality. She has a level explanation that she needs, and Benny can't explain that much, which is absolutely true. She needs an explanation for every little thing and acts like, you know, he's doing something that he's not doing. And I, it's all about communication, y'all. You gotta trust your partner. Don't go. Then there's Summit and Jenny, these two. Can I just say off the top right now, off the top before I even get into it, that, okay, on the one hand, Summit's mom was hardcore and she was not nice and she was not saying nice things. And it's really terrible to be smiling in someone's face and talking shit to them and they don't even know it. However, there are some things that I just, kind of agree with her and I feel bad that I agree with the mom but I kind of do I feel like Jenny's a little nasty in the house like not nasty like sexy nasty like nasty dirty nasty and it's weird because she's a grown-ass woman with full-on grown kids and I'm just curious like I don't know you guys is it I don't know is it normal to grow up with a, a mom that doesn't know how to cook like what did y'all eat as children I'm curious. Any of your moms didn't know how to cook? And if they didn't know how to cook, what did they what did she feed you? Cause she's like 60 something and she doesn't know how to cook. You've had 60 years of your life and you you raised a couple of girls? You got a black husband and you can't uh, anyways, okay. Um Jenny's in the kitchen with Summit's mom. She's trying to use a pressure cooker, but she doesn't even know how to use it. She feels a little nervous. Summit is sticking up for her, saying, hey, you know, it's her first time in the kitchen with you. So she's probably just a little bit nervous. Um, the mom's like, you don't know how to work in the kitchen? And the mom thinks Jenny won't be able to learn anything. And Summit gives them a little bit of space. And his hope is that they'll become friends again. Uh, because back in 2013, you guys, just FYI, here's here's my other thing. I know I'm straying a little bit, but here's my other thing. Jenny and Summit have been together for like 10 years. So she still doesn't know the culture after 10 fucking years. She doesn't know how to cook and she has grown ass kids. I, it's just, I don't, I'm just confused. Why is this brand new to her? It's not like she just moved. It's not her first time in India. It's like her billionth time in India. So how do you not know the culture yet? It's quite bizarre. Isn't it? I don't, I mean, it, I don't know. I find it quite bizarre. So they were friends back in 2013 when, you know, Jenny said that she was just friends with Summit and they became besties. Summit wants 
that them to get back to that to being friends. Um, they're making roti, and because of the language barrier, Jenny doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And so there's this flower. Oh, so TV dinners. Okay. Okay, you guys. Okay. So this flower. Jenny goes to like knead out the flour, but she doesn't know that she should put the water in first. Like that's basic one-on-one flour with anything. Like flour is just not going to become something without a liquid portion to it. So like what? Unless you're like, even if you're like frying something, you put a little egg, some liquid in it. Why are you acting like you don't know that? You're okay. Jenny's like, I don't know. I don't understand you. The mom says, you don't know anything. You're useless. And then she's like, you're useless. And Jenny thinks it's like some type of bonding. So she's like, no, you. And then the mom's like, no, you. They don't know that they're both basically talking shit to each other. So they both start laughing. Jenny thinks that, you know, things are, are, are going good. And she's getting a positive vibe from Samit's mom. And she thinks that they could be friends again. And I was like, Jenny, you are reading this room 100% incorrectly. And so if you can't read the room, that, I mean, that says a lot. Um, the mom goes on to say some more mean things. She's like, use your brain. You can't do shit. You aren't about shit. And, and all the things, right? So the mom wasn't being very nice, okay? The mom was being quite mean, actually. Um, but doing it all with a smile on her face, which I think is worse, right? Because then you don't really know who your enemy is when they're smiling in your face like that. So they make potato curry, which is uh, Samit's fa favorite dish to have. Um, and Jenny's like, you know, maybe things will get better one day. You know, this was a great experience and, you know, maybe things will get better. Smith's dad asks, you know, it looks like, does it look like Jenny will be able to cook? And the mom's like, nope, Jenny has no interest in cooking. The mom says, Jenny showed no interest in the kitchen. And the mom is saying all of this stuff in Hindi with a smile on her face. And Smith's like, hey, my mom says like, you were not paying attention and you don't have any interest in cooking. Jenny was like, no, I was paying attention. Uh, you know, I was trying, I was trying were you though and the mom's like well i was trying to fry this purus and jenny's like no this is not for me so the mom took it as she's not interested in her responsibilities for being an indian wife okay jenny thinks that you know she's pretty good at most things she just doesn't know how to cook I, and I'm just, I'm confused by that, but whatever, I'll keep going. Submit is the first time that I saw Submit actually try to stick up for Jenny a little bit to his parents. So I kind of gave him kudos for that uh, because Submit says, you know, it's her first time in the kitchen and using those cooking techniques. So she's probably just a little bit intimidated. And again, I just want to bring up that they've been together for 10 plus years. So I don't understand how this is her first time for anything. Mom says, well, you know, the daughter-in-law has a lot of responsibilities. There's cleaning, there's cooking, there's washing. Jenny says, I do all of that. She just lacks in cooking. And I was like, mm, we all saw your kitchen last week, Jenny. You might not just be lacking in the cooking skills. 
Just saying. Mom's worried that, you know, they have a big social circle, lots of friends and family uh, that come over a lot. And you'll see that in a lot of immigrant families. Even my family, same thing. You're going to have a lot of social gathering. And, you know, they are a little judgy. Right. And you and you definitely have to have you definitely have to be the hostess with the most of this. Right. So the mom's worried that Jenny's not going to be able to live up to that and not used to having those same um, expectations. Right. Where people come in and you're serving them. Your host is their house. So, like, what do you need? Can I get you coffee? Can I get you tea? Can I get you a snack? Whatever you need. And, and being that hostess. And she's worried that Jenny um, doesn't have those qualities. And I'm worried that Jenny doesn't have those qualities either because. Jenny, like, Je I, I mean, I don't know. How do you not know how to cook at 60-something and not know how to clean? Like, what what have you been doing your whole life? It's weird. Even Samit, who's 32, knows how to cook. And you have two kids. It's very weird. So <clears throat> the mom goes on to say some more mean stuff, right? She's like, you know, we have a big social circle, uh, we're worried that our friends are going to make fun of you and criticize you. They're going to see us together and wonder who the mother-in-law is and who the daughter-in-law is. And are you going to, and, and um, they're going to say that the daughter-in-law is an old lady and she's an old hag. And who's, who is that submits grandmother, all the mean things. Right. And the mom is trying to make a point, but she was also doing it in a very mean way. You guys like, Ageism 101. Like, it was terrible. And they are like, are you going to be able to handle that? And Jenny's like, well, no, I'm not going to be able to handle it. And she gets up and she's all upset. She goes to the kitchen. She's like, this is exactly what I expected for them to, like, attack me like they attacked me the last time they were here. And the mom is trying to act like she's not attacking her, but she's possibly aggressively attacking her because she's saying, oh, these people will say this about you. But meanwhile, you're saying the same thing. So, like, Jenny's not brand new to the game. So she knows what's going on. Um, So that part I wasn't, like, super impressed with, right? Because the other thing is they're saying all this stuff and Samit is not translating any of it, which I, like, could, would not put up with. I could not put up with it. I couldn't. Let me... Word for word, you tell me what the fuck's going on. So then I know, and I'm part of it. But Summit translates what he wants to translate when he wants to translate, and she seems to be okay with it. Now, here's the thing that I absolutely agree with Summit's mom that I was 100% grossed out, and I don't know what was going on with Jenny, but she was doing this nose thing. And I noticed it throughout the whole scene as they were eating, she was like messing with her nose. Then she gets a tissue and she like messes with her nose. And then she pops that tissue onto the table or the plate. And I was disgusted. I was disgusted. And the mom was upset because the mom's like, see, you're wiping your nose. You're putting it on the plate and it's unhygienic. I agree it's unhygienic. Plus, you're in the middle of a pandemic, Jenny. Like, what the hell are you doing? Whether it's on the plate or on the table, around the food that everyone's still eating around in that area, it's gross. Jenny, it's gross. I was grossed out for you. First of all, it's grossed out that you were fucking around with your nose. 
and then like foods all over the place. Then you get a tissue, you'd like get up all dig up in your nose and then you pop the tissue on the plate, the plate that other people have to eat on after you. Even the mom said like in our house that like, that plate would go to the garbage. Absolutely. And you wonder why people are like worried about potlucks and eating from other people's food because people like you do gross shit like that. It was nasty. I 100% agreed with his mom on that. Like, ew, Jenny, take the tissue and throw it in the dustbin like this. Throw it in the trash. It takes five seconds. Why are you putting that nasty booger-filled tissue on a plate with your food that other people are going to have to eat off that plate, even if they clean that plate? And we know that you don't clean very well because we saw your kitchen. Ew. Yuck. Yuck. So I agreed with the mom in that moment because I was 100% disgusted. And then she didn't even wash her hands, y'all. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. Go ahead and wash your hands real quick. Your hands were all up in your nose. And then what? Are you going to touch the plate? And then someone else is going to touch the plate? And then that's how y'all got COVID and those COVID lanyards were not going to help you because those lanyards are BS? It's your hygiene. Ugh. Yuck. Hi, Dustin. <clears throat> so, yuck, once again. Jenny feels like her the parents are picking on her, um, but they just really feel like they're telling you what other people and other neighbors are going to be saying. Everyone's telling Jenny to stay calm. And Jenny's like, you know... I don't tell you guys how to live your life. And when I come to your house, I respect you guys. So I would respect, I would appreciate it if you guys don't tell me how to live my life and respect me while you're in my house because this is my house. Okay. I mean, she has a point, right? She is a grown ass woman. However, I feel like she might have, I'm going to, Jenny, Jenny's, Debbie says that Jenny needs manner school and cooking school. I agree with you 100. Like, I just feel like she maybe needs to tighten up on her hygiene and just a little bit, like tighten it up a little bit. That nose thing was really disgusting. I'm kind of stuck there, you guys. It was gross. It was gross. In the middle of a pandemic, you're doing all that and you're throwing it on the plate. Meanwhile, everyone's still eating. Yuck. Okay, I'll let it go. Um, Samit kind of schools his parents. He tells his mom that she needs to start speaking with respect because it doesn't sound like she's speaking with respect to Jenny. And his dream is that they all would live together in one house, multi-generational together. And, you know, we're not going to learn each other after just being together for four days. So... You know, if you come in here with an open heart and, you know, positive vibes and Jenny does the same thing, like maybe we can get there. But it's his dream that they can all live together, united, in harmony, under one roof, because he loves his parents and he loves the love of his life. And he wants to have the love of both of them all under one roof. Um, Jenny's mom is not buying it. They're off to bed. Jenny's mom thinks that Jenny has anger issues and as well as. She's aggressive. And, you know, Jenny's being aggressive because she feels like she's being attacked. So, you know, hopefully they'll work it out. 
because it's been 10 years. It's enough already. Y'all need to figure it out. Jenny's not going anywhere. Parents aren't going anywhere. So let's just sort this shit out immediately, if not sooner. And, you know, stop stop bullying each other and start harmonizing because she's not going anywhere. Period. Last and certainly not least is Kenny and Armando. Um, Kenny's, Kenny is homesick. Amanda's taking Hannah to the park. Cute little Hannah. Um, Kenny's going to call his girls because he misses his children 100%. Um, and so he's crying. He misses them. He wants to be there for his daughter, Cassie, who just had her baby. Congratulations. Um, was pregnant at the time. And he feels like he's missing out on all the milestones. And they're all happening without him. And he just really didn't realize how homesick he was going to feel. And he feels all alone. And I really could relate to him. Like, I left my family, too. And, and it's hard when you're in a different country and your family, all the things are happening around you and you're not there for the day to day. So I get what he was saying. And he said, like, I didn't realize the emotional impact leaving my family would be. Like, I'm happy to be with the love of my life on the one hand, but I'm also sad to be away from you guys. And that is a hard place to be, you guys. Right. So I totally got that. Um, so, uh, Cassidy and Madison asked like, Hey, do you guys ever think that maybe you'll live in America? And we found it in this episode that Amanda's not really interested in the U S right now. He wants Hannah to grow up in Mexico close to family because she's at that such a young age, which I totally get too. And they talked about it, right? They talked about it before he moved and, uh, Kenny committed to that, but he's homesick. And he, I guess he didn't realize how hard it was going to be until, you know, years later, plus put the pandemic on top of it where you can't freely travel or you couldn't re freely travel at the time. It made it harder. I totally get that. Um, my question to you guys is though. So did you guys, and I've said this before and no one's really known the answer and I definitely don't know the answer, but does Armando not drive? And what if, if not, why? Cause Kenny does all the driving so he was going to do laundry. The laundry machine wasn't working. So they went to the laundromat and he drove there and then they had the heart to heart. But I noticed that Armando doesn't like drive at all. And so then my question goes there because my mind does go there. So before Kenny got there, he has a full on kid that has to like go to school and you know, all the things I'm sure she's like in dance and all the things. Um, how did, how did they get around? I'm just curious. I'm I'm nosy like that. I want to know if he knows how to drive, like if he has a driver's license. So if anyone knows the answer, um, let me know in the live chat or let me know in the replay. I'm just very curious if he knows how to drive. Uh, la, la, la. So they're talking about their relationship and Kenny finally comes clean. Oh, Vanessa says, I thought I heard him say Kenny doesn't like Armando's driving. I've not heard that, but that could be true. So <clears throat> Kenny's struggling because he misses home and, you know, it scares Armando. Armando's like, well, I hope you're not saying all that to say that, you know, you want to go home and cancel the wedding. You're scaring me. And he's like, no, it's not just that. I just want to be upfront with you. I want to communicate with you because these two, I, I swear you guys, these two, have the best communication on the 90 day franchise in history. And so he's like, 
I've been holding all this in, but I don't want to hold it in anymore. I want to tell you guys like, hey, listen, this is how I'm feeling. And I miss my family a lot. And I'm missing out on a lot. And I feel like I'm letting my family down because I'm not there for them and all the things. And I just thought it was a really special moment because he was being raw and real in real time. You know what I mean? Um, he used to because his ex-wife and was driving with from him when she was in the, oh yeah. Maybe that's why he stopped driving geek girl. I totally forgot about that. You could be right. You could be right. Maybe he stopped driving after that accident. Anyhow, that was the show you guys. Um, tomorrow we are doing the family Chantal. And uh, if you guys are into anything that is celebrity based, definitely hit me up at Linda So Girly on Instagram. Um, I mean, just tons of red carpets. Uh, Ron's gone wild. I just did the Ebony Power 100 on Saturday um, and more to come. So if you want to see some of those celebrities on the red carpet, definitely hit me up there. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow, tomorrow tomorrow oh hey daryl's new everyone say hi to daryl thanks for following thanks for the interest and i'll see you guys all tomorrow bye for now